Welcome to the Youth Hockey Hub High School Hockey Podcast. Today's show is brought to you by the Red and Black League. To learn more about the league, go to redandblackleagues.com. Now to the show, featuring YHH publisher Tony Scott, the forum guru, Carl East, and the reigning most viewed high school games champion, Danny Ryan. Here's Danny. Well, thank you. I am Danny Ryan, joined with you as usual. Um, Carl East up in Duluth. Carl, how are you? I'm not bad, Danny. How are you? I'm doing okay. A little snow down here, which... You know, it makes you use a snowblower, some would say. From what company, though? Toro. That way. Count on it. Um, and Tony. Are they an advertiser? <laughs> Potential advertiser. No, no. Come on. No, 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 no. All right. Um, okay, and Tony, you're here as well. I am alive, yes. Well, zombie Tony. That is zombie Tony. Why is Tony Azabi. We just hosted the YHH Squirtacular, 134 games in three days. How many teams? 64 teams. Jeez Louise. 63 were very happy. One was not happy, and there's going to be a boom roasted like there's never been. What, the Thunder Bay team? No, no, they were super happy. Oh, yeah, no, they were just, very great. just a team that got a the wrong crossover game, let's put it that way. Huh. That happens from a tournament mm, or two? Yeah, it wasn't pretty, so... Anyway, um, while at the Super Rink this week, I was able to see lots of things I normally don't get to see. Like squirt games? No, not the squirt (laughs) games. I got to see LaCrescent Legacy Christian. I got to see Irondale Armstrong Cooper. And I got to see Bethel Hamlin. And at the Hamlin game, I got to see Curtis Hansen play. Oh, for the what would it be the Royals? Special Royals are they? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I saw him play, and he's probably the all-time leading scorer in the Red and Black League. So, huge shout out to Curtis playing a little D3 hockey for the Royals, um, which was fun to see. I also got to see those nasty, nasty St. Anthony jerseys. That uh, Irondale St. Anthony was wearing. They, they tweeted those out, Tony. Yeah. The kids just did not look happy. They looked like pitchers, like post Donner party. It was type of thing. bad. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the jerseys are fine, but what they're wearing them <laughs> with their maroon gloves, maroon breezers, <laughs> and the maroon blue and white. With the blue and white. But the best part is the St. Anthony band shows up, right? <laughs> I mean, this rink was packed. I've never seen a super rink rink so packed in my life. And they had 85 band members with, like, these major drums, this whole deal. It was kind of a festive atmosphere. And I've, been Iron to, Dale won. I've been to St. Anthony High School probably about 20 times in my life, actually. Really? Congratulations. Yeah. Quiz Bowl was always wow. fun there. So, been there a lot. There actually. you go. Celebrated you go. birthday there. So, a couple other news and nuggets. The Youth Hockey Hub was granted – Credentials for the state boys high school hockey tournament. State Tell girls, them how many, Tony? State Whoa. girls hockey tournaments and the adaptive hockey state tournament. But we will all get better. One uh, writer pass and one photo pass, which will be just unbelievable coverage from YHH from 
Sir Peter and I over those three weekends. So. Carl and Danny will do coverage as well. Yes, they will. But you will find us with oh masses. Yeah, with the masses inside the rink, not inside the beautiful yeah. confines and, of the press box. You know, it, it it hurts a little bit, but at the same time, you know, I spent five years in the press box, and to be honest, I have a lot more fun in the stands anyway, so I'm not too upset. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be too invested with what we get. What we get to do as a result is cover it, which is going to be a laborious four days, but fun. But oh, yeah, very the fun. The fact that we get to get our lens back on the players – uh, versus smuggling it in for the last couple, the last year it was. Uh, it'll be a blast to cover it once again. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. A uh, couple uh, other no- notes here. Uh, interesting note about uh, Braden Lacomi and Teddy Lagerbeck. Uh, missing hockey, missing action due to frostbite, which is kind of scary. Yes. Will this change? I'm quizzing you guys. Will this change the outlook of how? people treat hockey day uh will they move the games inside in the future with such grave uh weather conditions that they had last weekend i'll let carl go first on this one um i think it's likely i think that's just the reality of the culture we're in that when people get hurt in ways that are preventable we try to find ways to prevent them so I, i would expect to see some sort of temperature limit in the future uh FSN may put up some resistance. We'll see how that uh, discussion all goes. But when kids start you know, losing fingers and things, that's never a good thing. And I think you could also see it, sort of the, the after effects in both Minnetonka and Andover's performances this week. And it sounded like you know a couple of people commented that similar things happened when Blaine and Rozo played outside in negative 20 or whatever you know, about 10 years ago. And it's just there, there are lingering after effects of playing out in those sorts of awful conditions. And that's really not desirable for anyone. Do you think it's a coincidence that they put the next hockey day right next to Parade Ice Garden? Yeah, but that rink's not going to be able to hold a hockey day crowd. No, no, but they played it at Pagel. Yeah, I know. And Which is even worse, let's be honest. Yeah, Parade's nicer than Pagel for a high school game because they got yeah. the full bowl kind of thing going. But I, I asked um, somebody this week, um, a grandparent, actually, of one of the players, who went up there to a hockey game. I said, did you put, like, Vaseline on and everything? He's, yeah, whole shebang. And he's like, I, I skied my whole life. So, yeah, I knew what the – I was a speed skater. So, I know what to wear, you know. But that's the other thing. They don't know what to wear. Here's my take. If the Sanford – and I don't know this for a fact, but I think it was. If the Sanford Center's available, the Sanford Center is a beautiful, beautiful building that can yeah. hold thousands of people. Yeah. They had it right there. It's 50 yards away from the rink. Why not just move it inside? I don't think the Tonka and the and the Bemidji and the Greenway and the Andovers, people would have complained that they got to play in this palace of a rink in front of thousands of people on statewide TV. It really wouldn't have been a really no. bad move. No, I think people would have been excited because they would have been warm. <laughs> Danny has been known to complain about the cold once or twice in his life, maybe sometimes, all the time, and the always. And we would have been able to see a real hockey game in a real venue on a real rink with real cameras and real sight lines. And real number one and real number two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. 
Uh, last but not least, um, Irondale we spoke about, which has probably gotten more airplay on our podcast tonight than it's ever gotten. <laughs> um, Irondale will be moving into the same conference as Creighton, uh, Stillwater, White Bear, which has added two games to all of those teams' schedules, which then has bumped Stillwater out of our Hockey for Life Classic. We just found this out uh, last Thursday or Friday. So YKH is looking for a team. Uh, there's a Posted in the classified. Yeah, really. If if there's a team that's interested in playing a outstanding lineup of teams, which including Edina, St. Thomas Academy, Moorhead, Chaska, Chaska, Eden Prairie, Prior Lake, Lake Lakeville North. It's a really nice list of teams just in three great games over the holidays. Uh, send me an email at youthhockeyhub.com. I have a lot of lines in the water right now. Hoping to have this thing solved in the next um, two to three business days. Uh, YouthHockeyHub at gmail.com. Now, let's talk about what happened last week. I had to do a little download with you last night on the way home from Blaine, and it was great. Danny got me all caught up with every game. That was important. Let's do it for our audience. Okay, speed around this. Um, Morehead uh, for Rozo 2. And speaking of Rozo, we have Rams. Senior forward Aaron Huglin on later in the show, so tune in for that. That was a pretty good interview. Um, mm-hmm. Aaron talked a little bit about life in Roseau and how warm it is right now there, so you can feel happy wherever you're The temperature you're matches his brother's jersey number, minus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Centennial 3, Chaska 2. Did you see that one, Tony? Mm-hmm. Okay. I I didn't mention that one to you last. Still week. one of the most unpredictable teams in the state. <laughs> Just crazy. And one of the best teams in the state, too. Like, best talent on the ice and unpredictable. I talked to Cole Younger, Jefferson kid today, uh, worked at our spectacular, and I go, well, how is that Chaska team? He goes, oh, my God, they're good. Yeah, they this is told me the same played, thing. This, this team has just played St. Thomas stuff. So, I mean, it's. They've seen St. Thomas. And they beat Benilde, who's surging. they beat Benilde, yeah. So it's not like – I thought it was an interesting take. I didn't expect him. Usually high school kids, oh, they aren't that good. And then he was like, they are good. Well, we've all talked to your son, and he always says every team's not that good. Terrible. Yeah, they're all they're awful. They're <laughs> terrible. Jake, that was Minnetonka last <laughs> Oh, they suck. <laughs> yeah, they beat you 12 to nothing. <laughs> oh, they could have beat us 20 to nothing. <laughs> no, Jake. No. Anyways. Um – Eastview 2, Lakeville North 1. That I'm banned from talking about this. No South Suburban. Okay. So that's the only South Suburban I think I have on here. And it's actually, that's a worth noting because Eastview is another is one of those question marks. The... No, they're, just, yep. they're, they're, question, they're a heavy question mark in Section 3. Carl? Yeah, they're capable of be, be beating anyone, especially that complicated middle section of, or middle portion of Section 3, let's say, yeah. Yeah, and that's what makes Section 3 so complicated because St. Thomas Academy 4, Jefferson 2 with an empty net. Yeah. And Jefferson might be the sixth seed just based on second win. Yeah. 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 And then Eastridge is good. I mean, yeah. Do I mean, they'll, they'll be seven. Yeah, and, and then you have Rosemont, who's very good, and Burnsville, that's past mystery. And Carl saw Egan this week. Mm-hmm. And Egan's, yeah, not a bad team. At all. So it, it's just it's a mystery. That yep. one's going to be hard to predict. Yep, agreed. 
East Grand Forks three, Thief River Falls two in overtime. East Grand Forks all but wraps up the number one seed. Game-winning goal by freshman Trey Osmus. That's pretty cool. That's Heard pretty that cool. last name before. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times. Totino Grace five, Montanidi one. Very good win by Grace. What was your take on this one, Tony? I'm not allowed to talk about Totino Grace. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Um, I think the difference maker in this game was John Howe. I, if I were allowed to talk about Tino Grace, <laughs> I would say nice things about John Howe. Yes. Goaltender for Totino Grace. Okay, moving on. Maple Grove 4, Hill Murray 2. This was the first time all season Maple or Hill Murray has let more than three goals in. This is a good stat. It's a weird stat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I watched a chunk of that game. Um, I thought, uh, you know, Hill kind of had the early jump, but Maple Grove, I think star power sort of took over in the second period, and it kind of just coasted to a victory from there. This is also the game with the shattered glass. My second one. Oh, yeah. And then they, oh, fault, they put another pane of glass in that would fit nowhere else on the rink, too. And, like, the... It didn't fit where they put it. It's like, where was this glass from? And it was a different color, and it took 45 <laughs> minutes to do. It was just, oh. The second time this season that this has happened. It's just following me. Are you in a hurry to get home? Or what, yeah, I sleep. Okay. I go to too many games, Tony. Really? <laughs> I did not know this. established. 52 or 53? I saw 136 this weekend, my friend. How many did you actually see? Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Peter was gone. We were like chopping through photos all weekend. Okay, moving on. Shocker of the week: Blaine eight and over two. Hangover game. It's kind of hard to say it's a hangover game, Tony, when the other team puts an eight spot on you. I think that proves how good Blaine is. I don't argue with you on that. I- it- I've been talking Blaine up all year. I can't wait to hear the rankings. Tony and I have, have, you know, not looked at the rankings. We have not. I swear I haven't looked. No. No, we have other things to do, like write a show or run a tournament. Yeah. Just to write rankings all day. Anyone could do rankings. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, Carl, what was your take on this game? Um, I think it's uh, obviously a very impressive win by Blaine. I think it's uh, a statement game for Bryce Brodzinski. He looks to build his Mr. Hockey credentials. And with Andover, you know, it's it's their first bad result of the year. So, you know, with, with, you know, as I've said, you know, a number of times on this podcast before, one could be a fluke, two gets to be a trend. So we'll see if they end up dropping a second one here that leads some doubt heading into sections. I'm glad that you said that about Bryce because I said this uh, last week and I said, or, or earlier after that, that result, and I said, I got to say it right now, this is, Mr. Hockey is Bryce Brodzinski's to lose at this point. Okay, stop doing that, Tony, because you're ruining our next week's show. Oh, sorry. sorry. Next week we will <laughs> tease. That's a tease. Next week we'll drop next our week's Mr. Hockey. Top ten. That's finalists. We're not saying who won. I'm saying do who's you have the leader. Spreadsheets on this because I do. No. Okay. So yeah, I do. You emailed me, so I have spreadsheets. <laughs> on so anyway, it's next week we'll do our middle segment of Mr. Hockey. But Bryce is certainly one of the locks we would say um, mm-hmm. this year. Um, Edina five, Minnetonka two. I was at this game. 
Um, this was really a third period by Edina takeover, and I think one of the, there's a couple of difference makers in this game. Without Teddy, this was a different team. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when you lose a D1 forward, it, it makes a difference. I think that Charlie Glockner looked a little shaky, which uh, Charlie's one he'll probably win the Frank Resnick Award this year. He was shaky because he was still shaking from being so cold and Bemidji. Jeez, how many times do you have to throw that one out? Okay, and so then, you know, Edina's skill players were on point in this game, and they came out to play. And Edina comes out to play against Minnetonka. We saw that last year at Braemar where they just took it. Throttled them. And that was kind of what happened in this game. That's my take. I was a great game. I mean, yeah. I thought going into the third period, this is Tonka's game. They're going to win, and all of a sudden. I would say Edina won the first period. Tonka held with them in the second, and then Edina crushed in the third. Yeah, agreed. Um, Sartell four, Minneapolis three in overtime. That's just an interesting mm-hmm. note in Class A. Interesting scheduled game, I yeah. thought. So, yeah. Um, okay, and then for our ultimate um, – Transitive property. Hibbing Ooh. beat Evelyn, so Hibbing has one Ooh, win, but they wow. would now beat Edina. Absolutely. So, so Hibbing was mm-hmm. what we assume would beat the number one team in the state. I assume Edina's gonna be number one. We're not going that far. No spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. <laughs> Wyzetta five, Blake four. Mm-hmm. This is a good session win by Wyzetta. Uh, St. Michael, Elbertville, 5, Rozo, 1. This was my first chance seeing Rozo. 5-1 or 5-2? Maybe it was 5-2. I didn't look at it closely. It might have been. Anyways, um, Rozo looked a little bit shaky on D, but when they're on, when that top line is on, when Aaron's playing, that is is really fun to watch. What I gathered from the Rozo parents yelling next to me, is this is one of the worst performances that they had all season. Okay. So uh, uh, they were very adamant that this has not happened yet. So okay. take that as it will. Uh, St. Mike credit, though. Oh, yeah. Fleming yeah. and um, Luke Leyland, they have good players on that team. And there there are so many games left in AAA, too. It's actually not impossible that they play their way up to, like, the two seed. <laughs> That's crazy. That is crazy, yeah. actually. Um, okay, moving on. Game that Carl watched and cried into a drink. Um, Prior Lake <laughs> 2 and Duluth East 0. Guys, you're not blind after watching that game. <laughs> it was it was one of the ugliest hockey games I have ever watched. In terms of the quality of the play, both teams, it was just a flop of the game. And credit to Prior Lake for you know, getting it two pucks across the line somehow in that mess of the game. Yeah, I so here's a a, a a medium take. I wouldn't call it a hot take. Yeah. How about this? Will Magnuson scores for Prior Lake in this game. Okay. Guess where Will Magnuson's parents went to high school? Duluth East. Bing, 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 bing. That was a medium take for you. Not hot. Yeah. Medium. But it was, yeah, it was medium. Lukewarm. Like Luke, Luke oh, a good take. I like that take though. Okay. Pick that up. Little tidbit at the rink this weekend. Okay. Um, Rozo three, St. Cloud two in overtime. So Rozo did bounce back in a section game. Um, Duluth Denfeld two, War Road two in overtime. That was a good um tie for the hunter. War Road, War Road Denfeld tie. Huh? Yeah, okay. 
The Cretan 3, Holy Family 2, um, game I broadcast, Andover 5, White Bear Lake 2. Tell me about that one. I think it was a close game until the third period. Andover comes out in the third period, scores two in the first minute, and it was over. Over. Um, Now, White Bear kept fighting, but it was over. It, It felt like a state tournament game because you did not think White Bear was going to win. So. <laughs> oh, come on. I said that was beautiful. Uh, no, but the Bears, they have a very, very good two-line team, actually. So I'm mm-hmm. in the Squirtaculars, White Bears in the Squirtaculars. Yep. And believe it or not, White Bear squirt parents are also former White Bears high school hockey players. What? Lots of them, right? Like Not, a Bonin situation? No, 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 on the road, and, you know, there's yeah. a handful of them, right? And, man, do they take it personally when I talk about Peter calling them undisciplined. <laughs> you know, they <laughs> took it so Ooh. personally, and I'm like, hey, I'm, A, I'm glad you're listening. B, is he right? And they went, yeah. And C, I said, is this the year you guys make the state and win a first-round game? And they said, yeah, could be the year. Couldn't be the year. I hope Penn he is. Do you know how amazing it would be? Do you know how amazing it would be if the, the the four of us, Danny, and, and, and Eric and Liz, Danny, Carl, Tony, Eric. and Peter, and yeah. Eric are all in the building when White Bear wins the first round state game? I think um, we'll know what? certain people who will cry uncontrollably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe drink, too. <laughs> uncontrollably. uncontrollably. A little bit. <laughs> No names. No names. No names. No names. I saw him this weekend. I called. I called the game with. Yes, you did. One of these people. Uh, Anyway, moving on. Duluth East 3, Egan 2, overtime. Carl, what is the – if the Hounds, like, where are they? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, This game was a – it's probably more in line with what East has been doing over much of the season. Uh, you know, they controlled play for long portions. They, you know, Johnny Myers had a great goal that put Egan up one nothing, but then East kind of fought back. Looked like East was going to, you know, pull out a win like they have a couple times against good teams. You know, but then of course they give up a goal with 0.8 seconds remaining in the third period before Ryder Donovan wins it in overtime. So. It was a roller coaster of a game and a roller coaster of a week in the world of blues. Wait, wait, hockey. Carl, 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 Carl Ryder yeah, scored? Yep. He scored a goal, yes. It's actually a very pretty game-winning goal. <laughs> Feed from Logan Anderson. But, but okay, mm-hmm. you took overtime to beat the third-best, fourth-best team in Section 3AA? I'm not too distressed by that fact. I think Egan's you know, a borderline top 15 team, they're pretty good. I don't think that that in, in itself is something to be ashamed of. Uh, bigger question, I think, is, you know, what's been the question all season long? That, that for all the offensive zone time they generated, just not a, a, lot, a whole lot in the way of great chances. So that Tony is an ongoing concern. Mm-hmm. Something on the presses, Carl. I'm paging through Webster's Dictionary for the word apologist. And I see a photo of you. Oh, that's Carl. Right. <laughs> You're being an apologist right now. Uh, okay. Anything else, Tony, before you stop laughing? Okay. No. Okay. 
I, I wrote a novel on, on Bluetooth situation on the forum if you'd like to, to read the full take. Oh, okay. That's good. Well, that was long yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did you submit it to the New York Times? Uh, I'll, I'll get it in by, by the deadline later tonight. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Moorhead 5, St. Cloud Cathedral 2. Good win by the Spuds, I would take. Um, yeah. but I don't know if Nate Warner is back. I'm he hearing, not. have not confirmed, hearing but not confirmed Thank you. that Nate Warner is out for the year. Okay. That's a big, big, big not deal confirmed. for Class A, if true. Yep. Why is that a two? Minnetonka, two still. Tonka's got to find themselves this week, I would argue. Yeah. Hangover. Hangover. Um, and then I caught the. Last bit of overtime, and I caught the full Edina 5, Eden Prairie 2. It was really – Edina just took – it was a one-goal game until the third period, and Edina took it over. And then – Heard that before. The, yeah. That's a very common Edina take. Mm-hmm. And then, Tony, this one's kept in here for you. Eastridge 4, Hastings 3, I know, overtime. I know, I know, my Raiders – Oh, I, <laughs> to me, it speaks more for Eastridge. I'm telling you, Eastridge tie didn't they tie or beat White Bear? Took them to overtime. They didn't lose to Eastridge. They, and Eastridge didn't lose to Took them to overtime, I thought. I think it was a tie. Tied. Tie. Okay. They're a top ten team. <sighs> Debatable. White Bear? Yeah, they're good. They're a fringe top ten. But okay. speaking of top ten, Tony... Okay. Can we have Carl's top tap? All right. I got to get my pen and paper out here. Are you ready, Tony? Are you ready, Tony? Okay. Then I'll start. Number one. Hey, we have a new team here. Hello, Edina. Yeah. Yep. Deserve it. The two is more. uh, There's there's two spot two teams for two. Let's hear it. Two, Blaine. Yeah! yeah. Good point. Okay. Rightfully so. so. T- t- Tony and the forum do not agree. Let's just say this. Carl is pandering to me right now. I love it. No, pander. People on the forum don't agree just because they haven't seen Blaine play. Blaine is a legitimate team with two lines, good defense, and Joe Danger is a good goaltender. Agreed. All right. Tonka? Okay, well, uh, I-, I won't complain about all this affirmation. Yes, Minnetonka is number three. Okay. If they... They they did not have a great week to put them at three. Nope. Yeah. It, 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 no. it was going to take two bad results to drop them, and it, those two happened. About one and a uh, half. Okay. Yeah. Number four is Andover. Yeah. Weird how a running time team is still number four in the state. Okay. Well, they got yeah. Creighton this year. They did pretty much get no. Creighton. <laughs> yeah. Not quite, but... Close. But the reason they're still number four is because they did beat the team that's number five earlier this season and played them again this week. That team is Maple Grove. Okay. Maple Grove looked good when I saw them play um, on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, look yeah, good. Yeah. They look good. So Maple Grove beat Hill and Hill beat St. Thomas, who I'm guessing is creeping up here. St. Thomas? No, Eden Prairie still Eden Prairie. thinks. I don't think losing to Edina is cost to drop them. Nope. Okay. Uh, number seven. Num- yep. St. Thomas is seven. Okay. 
All right, I'll buy that. I don't, but go on. As usual, right. eight has been ill. This, this is where the rubber hits the road here, because eight, mm-hmm. nine, and ten has been flippy floppy yeah. all year long. All right, eight. Yeah, I've got Benilde there. Good. I was going to say Benilde. I saw Benilde play on Saturday, where they put Holy Angels in the running time, while managing like a guy in the box the whole time because they just got a penalty every single second they were out there. <laughs> the Benilde team is really, really good. Young, young, yeah, young. strong. They're dressing three goaltenders, Tony, and five defensemen. Jack Olson, one of them. Uh, yeah, I, I think, think he so. Played. And that no, Vitali played. Okay, I think he got a game this week. I could have sworn. I'm you think it's a up. game when I, I okay. was there? All right. It was Lime Sand was the the Limers the main. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, he's been great. Anyways, yeah, nine is Wyzetta. Okay, moving up a little on the strength of their Minnetonka tie, and ten yeah. as yeah. ten as you know, Danny called them a fringe top ten team. Sure enough, here they are. Here's Wiper Lake. Bear. And I didn't obviously read it yet. Did the, Is Moorhead creeping back up? Yes, they are 11. They, it's just ahead yeah, of Hill. It was, tough, it was tough to choose between Moorhead and Hill for 11-12. Yeah, I had them in there just because they seem to – got the train is on the tracks, you know, over the mm-hmm. last 14 days. The harvest is coming in for the potatoes? Yeah, yeah, I think we can say that. <laughs> say that. <laughs> All right, now the fun – now let the fun begin. Um, I spoke earlier about getting our credentials and had a short meeting with the uh, director of communications at the Minnesota State High School League, Tim Layton. Uh, amongst other topics of discussion came up the fact that during the 75-year anniversary at the state of high school hockey in Minnesota, um, the State High School League will announce its top six players of all time, um, including a goalie including forwards, including defensemen, and including a coach. So I figured, I asked him politely, I said, is it okay if I talk about this on our podcast? And he said, for sure, that'd be great. Um, so I figured, what more fun, because next week we're going to be talking Mr. Hockey. Yep. Let's talk about the six greatest players of all time and a coach. And if you could have heard Danny and I talking prior to the show, you would have had some great entertainment. Yeah, there was a uh, Nearly, oh, I, I lost about a half hour of my life. <laughs> yeah, but you were entertained, though, weren't you? Oh, sure, of course. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. let's start. Let's start at the top. Every good team. Needs a coach. No, let's start start at <laughs> stuff that we can agree on. Okay, we'll go to the stuff we can agree on. <laughs> All right, uh, forward Neil Broughton Rozo. Yeah, one of the great great players. Forward John Masich Evelis, best player of all time. Easy defense. Defense Henry Boucher Warroad. I mean, easily one of the greatest players to ever hit the ice. Okay, so we agree on those three. Yes. That's it. Box, box, girl. <laughs> I, I think we have to agree on players that invented, like, a slap shot. Yeah. Like John Mayasage. So. Okay. So now, here's a little bit fuzzy, is the second defenseman. We agreed that it would be Mike Crowley. Three state championships, Mr. Hockey. Yeah. We should he, clarify that this is 
at what they do at the high school level, not what they do afterwards. Strictly their performance yep. in high school. He changed. You know, he was he was fast. He could score. He could do anything. Okay. Did he have like I seventy points? Oh, yeah. Here's something I I asked Cole Jungworth um, today at the Squirtacular. I said, "Did you have you ever met any of like the '93 team and stuff?" He said, "Yeah, Crawley skated with us this year." Yeah. I said, "How good was he?" He's like, "He was unreal. He still had it. He was just skating around us." Yeah. I was like, "You think like Crawley somewhat peaked in high school and college? You know, yeah. he didn't have a great pro career by any stretch, um, but you know, he still has it." Yeah. Um, an honorable mention here definitely is Bill Housley. Oh. You can only take two. You got to take Boucher. And you kind of go biggest impact at high school. Not that South St. Paul didn't have some great teams, but Mike Crowley's teams were of legend. I grew up in Bloomington, Jefferson. Mike Crowley is a legend in uh, Bloomington, Jefferson. He's a legend in the state as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Speaking of legends, and now this one. You know, the list of the third forward, I mean, it goes on and on and on. Mike Antonovich um, it was, it was one that really comes to Tim mind. Tim Sheehy, Dave Spihar, Dave Nick Checo, we yep. even talked about Johnny Matches, yep. Corey Johnny Millen. Matches, Corey <laughs> Millen. I mean, there's some really nice, nice Juicy. players here. But I think the one that we came to, and, and A, because he won two state championships, uh, he came back, he helped the high school game. Um, had a good career for the Gophers, and he's in the right decade. He was graduated in 2011, and it's Kyle Rao. Um, and Kyle, then, if, if this list here, if you look at the decades, we have someone in pretty much every decade. You got Henry Boucher in the 60s, Crowley in the 90s, uh, Kyle Rao in kind of the 2000s. You know, he probably he played in both decades, really. Uh, Masich in the 40s, maybe early 50s, Neil Broughton in the 70s. So you you kind of span all the different decades. Let's talk about Kyle for two seconds. Sure. So Kyle was in the inception of the late conference. Uh, was, what it what, is today. Yeah, when yeah. Kyle was a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so this, like, Kyle put up 80 points or so in the late conference. Insane. And uh, probably my favorite state tournament game, of all time. Of all time. Winning the, the game winner after they tagged him all night to lose these. Yeah. And then he dives and flips it in like he's Neil Broughton because it goes through JoJo Janetta's legs. Unbelievable. Off, that was off off the post, off Andrew's curve skate, and then through Janetta. <laughs> Carl's watched this several times. That was, that was something. <sighs> Just keep twisting the dagger. Twisting. <laughs> in in this generation, yeah, that's one of the best. I still my as a child, the greatest game I ever saw was John Marshall beating Edina. I was in the building and it was Lacey. It was unbelievable. You know, that there's only like limited limited video footage of it remains today. Only like them him skating like down going down yeah. the ice. It was unbelievable. I still couldn't believe it happened. I was like, did this just happen? No way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so there's there's not a lot of dispute there, and we know there are any one of 
those can be interchanged. Could be interchanged at the forward position, assuming they take. I think Broaden, Mayasech are locks. I would Boucher's say Henry, a lock. Boucher's a lock, and then maybe I could see Housley usurping Crowley, and I could see a number mm-hmm. of any forwards usurping Kyle Rall. We did it this way so we could span every decade, and and maybe get a little bit of debate going too. But that's fine. Here's where the debate really gets ugly. Okay. I'm going to say, throw this out there. I'm going to go first, and then this is where it gets ugly. Coach and goalie. Okay? Willard Eichela was a fantastic goalie. One of the greatest goalies in the state's history of all time. National championships, gold medals, the whole deal. But he's also one of the best coaches of all time. He is the best coach of all time. No question about it. I, I voted for Willard Eichel as the coach, and I voted for Rob Stauber. And here's why I'm going to say Rob Stauber as the goaltender. Rob Stauber changed the way goalie was played in the state. He was an unbelievable goaltender. He led Denville to a third-place game. He brought the Hunters to state, which no one ever thought would happen, right? And he went on. He won a Hobie Baker Award at the University of Minnesota as a sophomore. He was as good a goaltender as we this state has ever seen. We take Stauber and put him in at the goalie, and you and you get a guy in the 80s, and then you get a guy, Willard Eichel, who's arguably the greatest coach in the state's history. He spans up two or three different decades. Uh, Eddie Dinah, 60s, 70s, 80s, maybe even into the 90s. So there's my take. Danny? Okay. Willard Eichel started as a goaltender as a freshman. Which, mind you, that's 1947. That's not when freshmen started. Okay? Okay. He lost two games as a freshman, won 50 games after in a row. Never lost. Won two. He's playing on the greatest high school team. Anybody wins there. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> he won three, three state tournaments. He could have put an orange cone back there. Won three state tournaments. Orange cone. Won an Olympic gold medal. <laughs> Ain't bad. Won two national <laughs> championships. I'll give him that. Um, but those overall, are relevant for, for the purpose of this, though. Yes, but Tony brought that out for his stobber facts, I guess. Um, Did he won, win a Hobie Baker award? I don't think so. I think he played along with Hobie Baker. How was he supposed <laughs> to win that award? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, no Hobie. No. Okay. Here's the thing. He and was, if we're talking coaches, Rob Stauber won a gold medal as a coach. Unbeaten three years in the net. Gold medal coach. Gold medal coach. Unbeaten three years. Won three mm, state tournaments. I get that. In a one-class era. The argument is this. I are agree. they still arguing? They're still yes, arguing. they are. I agree. Best goalie, Willard Eichler. Back to the dishes. I agree, but but this isn't freaking Reg Dunlop. He can't be the player coach of this greatest team. You pick one, Danny. Pick one. You can't have both. I think Willard Eichler was the greatest goaltender of high school hockey. Who's the coach then? Crickets. It's not Larry Ross. It's not Tom Satterdown. It's Willard Eichler. You got to pick a goalie. Pick one. Take the blinders off and find one that's better than Rob Stauber. <laughs> See, I would argue Casey was better than John, John Casey. You never saw him play. Next. You never saw John Casey play yes, either. Yes, I did. 
He played for Grand Rapids. He's not Rapids. that old. <laughs> he played for the Coney. He played for the North Stars. Yeah. Rob Stauber was better. No question. Rob Stauber did not have the sporting cast at Denfield that John Casey had at Grand Rapids. End of story. Okay. You're just saying it to be difficult. I am. I <laughs> think. But I, my argument on this is that it's it's Willard, Eichler, and Nets. Are they still arguing? They're still yes, arguing. Yeah, they're arguing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair. I don't really care anymore. You can't be both. <laughs> you can't be. It's a list. Tip the hat, no pun intended, to Will Arkla as a good goalie. But let's just let's just call a spade a spade. He was the coach. He's the coach of this team. Yeah, he was a very good coach. Very the best coach. Not a very good coach. The best coach. Yeah, he was a very good coach. He was a very good coach. He was a great goaltender. I hope he's listening to the show, by the way. I don't think he knows what a podcast is. <laughs> yes. How do you know? He's a great coach. Of course, he's a great podcast listener, too. He's nearly 80-something. Oh, he's well in his 80s, bro. Well <laughs> into his 80s. Well into his 80s. Okay. Well, this is a fun show. This is a really fun show. I'm glad we got to do it. Am um, I still here? I'm still here. Yeah, I am. Oh, all right. Oh, Carl, who uh, did you have? Let's, let's your see your list. I, I know that you would vote for Dave Spiar, right? We get that, all right? Well, I, I have to. Dave, I mean, he yeah. was probably the most dominant forward of the past you know, 30 years. I think we can agree on that, right? I He, he changed, changed the game in a way that not even Kyle Rowe did. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I if If Dave Spiar makes this list, I will not argue one peep. That he makes this list. The only reason why we put Kyle Rowan here was so Tony could be happy, okay? Mm-hmm. And we also oh. had some debate about Casey Middleton <laughs> here, too. But. I'm in love with Kyle Rowan. His face just went crazy. I'm not in love with Kyle. I'm just saying, I, I was trying to do it for the, the getting every I decade know. represented. I know. I know. So let's do that. But I would have, if they if they come out in March and say it's Dave Spear, I'm like, yeah. unbelievable. Explosion I think it, of points. Well, just because of the had. tournament and Spihar with tournament stuff, I think that Spihar will be the some tournament. of the stuff that the Lou Nanny just drooling over Spihar during that tournament was it's something that you've never seen before. Oh, Spihar, Spihar! It was it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, Troy didn't mention Casey Middlestaff, but okay. Yeah, it was. Lou was a little bit older in Casey's time. This was so nineties was you know prime time Lou. It was prime time Lou. Um, okay, uh, Carl, are you done with your takes on this? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with the defenseman. Uh, the, the goalie is kind of hard though, because you know it's, it's sort of been the rap on Minnesota hockey for years and years. It's been goalie development, and some of the best ones too did come out. You know, weren't necessarily huge in high school. You know, Alex Stalock kind of left. Um, so it's hard to come up with a good one. So I'm fine with the Stauber pick. I think John Casey is probably somewhere in in there to um, maybe someone like Carl Goring even would be a respectable pick. But yeah. yeah. Here's another name that Tony and I flushed out too because this is our third argument actually on this, Carl. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're wondering, um, Brad Shellstead. From my high school. I, that's actually a pretty good take because he won a state tournament in a pretty dramatic fashion. He beat Edina 
in overtime, shut out Edina in overtime in the state tournament. Southwest's first state title. And too. only state title. Yeah. And then won a national championship with her Brooks at Minnesota. So, I mean, this is a pretty nice resume, uh, <laughs> although just not as sexy of a resume because he didn't play on TV. He didn't, you know, well, not a lot Hobie of stuff, Baker winner. You know, didn't win the Hobie Baker. And it's just – it just was a different era for goaltenders. Yes, yes. It yeah. really Here, was. Here's an interesting you know. question for you. So, some I realized. Who's the best goalie of the past 20 years or so? I was so that one, I would say Carl Goring. I think you're right about that. Oh, Carl. I like that. Like, that, that that's that's out, that's outside 20 years. That's like 25 now. Okay, so who's the best one? I mean, the best one that we've seen come out recently is probably Alex Lyons. Yeah. Or Zane sure. Gosberg or McIntyre Zane. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, Ooh, I like that. I was thinking Mike, Michael Bitzer might Wil- be. Bitzer. Yeah. Adam Wilcox oh, was very good. Sure. Um, yeah. I remember watching him in high school, and he almost prevented us from going to state at St. Thomas. I guess um, Alex Tangus could make the list. Um, yeah. Century, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he yep. carried a team to a tournament single-handedly. Um. um I, I think you had like Philippi was very good. O'Shaughnessy was very wanted, good. You know, I'm trying to think Mike of Lee. like yeah. Mike Lee was outstanding. He had a nine forty five and a one uh a one oh five or something like that for Rose Owen. Yeah. Um he had an unreal numbers. Um but then again, goaltenders like you said, Carl, don't stick around that long, like Staylock and stuff like that and Wilcox and mm-hmm. Safe the whole time, um, but no, hmm. yeah, that's a that's yeah, a hard thought. One. Yeah. That yeah, it's food for thought. You know, definitely want to hear other people's opinion on that one. Yeah, we should get, probably get some feedback via text or phone calls this week, or I'm tweets, sure. or tweets, you name it. Forum. Okay. <laughs> well, good deal. Speaking of Mike Lee and Rosa, we have on our Red and Black League uh, player interview today is Aaron Huglin. Uh, from Roseville, Minnesota, a fun interview we'll have with him. Uh, before we get to the show, a quick plug for Red and Black League. Great spring and fall hockey leagues for players of all ability levels at the high school hockey level. Uh, check out redandblackleagues.com for more information uh, for hockey this spring. Or if you're keep it in your noodle uh, next late summer, if you're interested in playing some fall hockey and want to play multi-sports, uh, check out redblackleagues.com. Uh, Danny, take it away with our interview with Aaron. Thank you, Tony. Yes, we are joined here today with Rozo Senior Aaron Huglin and the University of Minnesota Gopher commit. Aaron, how's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm talking to somebody in Rozo. How warm is it up there right now? Uh, it's like negative 25, I think, last time I checked. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, balmy. that's a normal temperature, right? That's balmy. <laughs> yeah. Supposed to get to like negative fifty something on on like Wednesday, so. Oh gosh! <laughs> wow. Pretty, pretty real. <laughs> good good day to go skate outside, you know, with a couple friends. You know. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not today. Do you guys even skate outside, or is it all indoors? It's. I mean, once in a while when we're like really feeling going out with the friends, but usually it's on the house right there. So. Huh. Okay, Aaron, you mind if Tony and I kind of ask you some more random Rozo type of questions like that? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, so you guys have free ice, 
right? You can skate there anytime. How often do you yep. take advantage of that? Uh, I mean, it's usually on, like, the, the Saturdays and stuff, but on the weekdays, it's probably, like, 7 to, like, 9 we'll skate kind of as a team. And then on, like, Saturdays, especially when we were younger, I've told some people, like, there were days where it was, like, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., like, parents <laughs> will bring lunch and stuff like that, so kind you of crazy. Have your, did you have your own account at the uh, rink to get food? Yep. Pretty much all the players do, so. <laughs> Let's keep on going. Let's keep on yeah. going. I've heard turkey sandwiches there are supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, they are. Actually, the the two that we're making them, they retired like three years ago now, so it's a new guy, but so we don't have uh, turkey sandwiches anymore. We have some good stuff. Oh, okay. So you, we're not going to throw the new guy under the bus. He's still pretty good? Yeah, he's he's good. <laughs> All right, uh, talk a little bit about, you know, growing up in Roseau, hosting all those. You'd have a Roseau tournament, so at least once a year, maybe twice a year, you'd have a truck full of Metro kids coming to town to play. Talk a little bit about what that was like, having them come to play you guys. Yeah, it was fun. It's always, you always hear about the Adinas and Maple Groves, all those good teams that come down, so to see them and play them, it's a really cool experience, and I know they like it too. Yeah, that's good. Did you ever think about not playing hockey in Roseau? In Roseau, if you don't play hockey, what what's that like? Do you, do they do those kids have friends or like are they guys? <laughs> yeah, they're they're all good people too and stuff. Uh, I mean, the basketball is obviously growing here, so that's been good. We have a few good sisters that have been carrying the program, so that's been fun to see. So is it a coincidence that you and your brother are named after Broughtons? And is there another Broughton, or is there another Huglin brother named Neil that we don't know about? <laughs> it's, a, there's, it's not, but we have an older brother named Jonah, but yeah, it was kind of funny to see him. We've always kind of joked about, like, oh, we should have named Jonah Neil. <laughs> That's kind of funny. That's funny. Um, so... Growing up in Roseau, you probably saw a lot of good teams probably through the high school ranks. Is, is there a certain team or players that you kind of looked up to, you know, when you were growing up then? Yeah, uh, Aaron Ness for sure is a big one from the 2017. Uh, watching him was, I remember just glimpses of it, but it was pretty crazy what he could do out there. And uh, fun to see where he's at now today. So, um, do you often feel like the torch is on you then, you know, to perform for um, the younger kids? I mean, the coaches always talk about, like, uh, you got to get around the rings and stuff because the little kids are always watching you and stuff. So I don't think it's much of a performance thing, but more so just, like, how you're acting and stuff. Carl, you got a question for Aaron? Sure. So, Aaron, uh, as you may know, I spend a lot of time trying to rank teams across the state of Minnesota. And, you know, Roseau can be a hard team to rank because, you know, you're up in the northwest corner. You only come down to the metro area maybe once a year, maybe, uh, you know, maybe twice. And then uh, so it, it can be kind of a challenge. So do you like kind of having that anonymity from the rest of the state or how do you handle that? Yeah, it's it's good. I think uh, our coach talks about it like we like to get down there to kind of ourselves but it's fun to be a kind of a sleeper pick you could say I guess not many 
teams and people are watching us. And then if we can make it down to the X there, it's uh, I think people don't expect what we can bring to the table. So it's fun. Yeah, sure. So, then, and so, okay. uh, and how do you follow the rest of the state? You know, do you are you keeping up on all the scores all around, or are you really just kind of focusing on what you can control right in front of you there? Well, I think just within the locker room, I, I focus on that. I mean, I'm I'm always looking at the scores and stuff just for fun to see how some of my teammates from the past are doing and stuff like that, just on different summer teams and stuff. But uh, yeah, just staying in the locker room, I think it's important to uh, do that so you can. Just focus is growing on it as a team and not worrying about where the others are. Well, Aaron, you brought up uh, players from around the state. I one of the first times I saw you play was for this American Stars AAA offseason team, and there was this juggernaut of the '01 Minnesota Blades and the '01 Minnesota Machine, and then there was this cast of misfits called the American Stars that you played on. That was the farthest thing from misfits. They were great. Talk a little bit about those guys like Caulfield and Kukinen and Christian Miller and Caleb Johnson, some of those guys. Talk about playing with those guys and some of the others. I can't remember all of them. Tell me about that experience. Yeah, uh, it, it actually started with the Northern Wings, if you've uh, heard of that name. Yep. And there's the mm-hmm. Lake Superior Stars also. And then uh, yep. eventually, like, I mean, we couldn't really compete with, like, the machines and blades and stuff, so... I don't know who got the idea, but we ended up combining. And then actually uh, Judd Caulfield's dad, Bob, uh, kind of took coaching, and he recruited all these players just from different areas. And so uh, I've gotten to know him and his family. And we actually go to their lake cabin like once a year just to hang out. But, uh, yeah, so we had Judd and then Trevor Kukinen from the cities, uh, Nick Norman, trying to think of some names, uh, Christian Miller, uh, Taylor Jacobson here from Roseau, and uh, and then Caleb Johnson uh, plays for the Wilderness, and he's coming to North Dakota for goalie. So, yeah, it's been fun just to get to know them and then uh, continuing our relationship now. Just yeah. a couple D1 players. Just a few D1 players in there. That's it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yep. All right, so now we're going to lead into the next section. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some games of the week. Danny's going to talk to him. Uh, Aaron, you want to stick around and do the pickums? Yeah, sounds good. All right. <laughs> Perfect. Nine for nine. Nine for nine. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go through some games of the week. Kind of a rematch week, as it kind of looks like. Some conference games getting recycled and played again. I think, what's that conference down in South Metro, Tony, that you banned me from talking about? South Suburban, you're banned. We're not talking about South Suburban. <laughs> okay, so moving on, Lakeville Our- South is Rosemount. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> Anyways, um, Montemedi and Stillwater play this week. Mankato West and Mankato East are kind of playing for the number two seed, we would think. Um Let's see, why is that any Dyna play for the first time this year? Mm-hmm. Um, Which is rare. I, usually by yeah, the I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said that. Um, Hermantown and Cloquet play. Um, Carl's going to go to the Superior and East game instead because apparently he likes to watch the beatdown that East puts on Superior. Not Superior's not bad this year. Yeah, not necessarily. <laughs> Um, White Bear plays Blaine on Tuesday. I think I missed that one. Um, let's see. A couple other games of note. Maple Grove and Andover play on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy Family and Lakeville South play. 
and Rozo and uh, Brainer. Hey, Rozo play. Brainer. That's the game I care most about this week, and it's not because Aaron's on the show. That's it's got a big section. Yeah, yeah. Know, Aaron. Aaron, I would say that this game has gotten a lot more important after this last week for you guys, as far as sections with seating and stuff. What do you look for in this Saturday game? Uh, yeah, it'll be an important win for us. I think uh, we'll have to show up to play. I think uh, it, was a pre- it was a pretty tough weekend, obviously, for us, but um, we'll be ready to bounce back here, and I think we're going to figure it out within our locker room. So, good. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, you guys didn't look terrible when I saw you play St. Michael. I really liked your guys' play, so let's you know put that out there. There's not that much that you guys probably need to fix. Which is a crazy thought to talk about Brainerd being an important game the same week that they play World. We won't get to that game. I know we will, but it's crazy that this this game is more important than actually the World game. Okay. And the grand scheme of things. In section. Yeah. In section. Okay. Um, The only other game that I want to mention is the late conference game, Eden Prairie, Minnetonka. This was a good game the first go around um, for two periods, two and a half periods. Yeah, it was a great game. Wasn't that like a week ago, basically? Yeah, and Stillwater plays plays White Bear, which is a good game for Stillwater to have a lot of stuff. Anyways, pick them. All right, we're going to do four games. Um, I'm going to go first because I'm the oldest and most beautiful. Um, And then we'll go down Uh, the line. Stop right there. Stop right there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, first game, Aaron, you ready to roll? You go last. Um, Grand Forks Central. East Grand Forks, they go head-to-head. I'm going to go with the Knights of Grand Forks Central. Uh, Carl. Uh, I'm, I'm, first off, I'm glad we have this game. It's an interesting one just because uh, Grand Forks Central has been a great team this year. Uh, they beat East Grand the first time around. But uh, I think I'll stick with the Minnesota boys and have the, the green way of pulling upset. Of course, Carl is interested in a game that is, you know, a Minnesota State High School League game versus an out-of-state team because apparently he just has to plug how he's not going to. He's going to see a Wisconsin team this week. But yeah. I, I agree. Um, East Grand Forks, uh, I mean, I'm going to go with the Minnesota boys on this one. East Grand Forks took Aaron's team to overtime a couple of weeks ago. Um, they're a good squad, and they have two very, very good defensemen. Aaron, you're up next. Who do you think? Yeah. I'm also going to go with uh, the Minnesota boys, East Grand Forks. You guys don't know anything about hockey. Grand Forks Central <laughs> is going to pound these guys. It's not even going to be close. I love my East Grand here, but no chance. No chance. Um, Monomedi like, or No chance with rematch. your one win last week, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had one right. I had one right. But I'm, I'm going to say there's an asterisk on that Totino Matamida because I'm forbidden to saying nice things. No, there's Totino. no asterisk when they win. Nice try. No, but I'm not allowed to pick or be really nice about anything Totino. So, all right. Uh, Matamida Orno, a rematch of last year's state semifinal. Carl, you get to go first. Ooh, um, despite their loss to Totino this past week, I think Matamida is the more complete team here, so I will stick with the Zephyrs. Okay. Uh, Danny? The reason why Orono won this game last year in the state tournament was Evan Babacool. Evan was a senior goaltender. He's not playing this year. He's not a fifth year. I'm going to go with the Zeps. I like the Zeps and the right. depth and um, Bagley in this game. Okay. 
Uh, all right, Aaron, you get to pick some Class A hockey. Let's hear what you got to say. I don't know too much about these teams, but I know Orono, I think, lost a lot last year, so I'll also go with Matamidae. All right, just because I'm a little bit different, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, Matamidae is still licking their wounds from the uh, from the uh, loss to Platino. I'm going to pick Orono just to be different. Uh, here we go. Hill Murray, St. Thomas Academy, a rematch of a game that Danny and I both saw that St. Thomas was just crushed. I would say that it was Hill Murray's best game of the season. Yes, it was. I keep telling people how great I thought they were. He goes, well, you haven't seen them since. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but they beat Dinah. I mean, Dinah's – I haven't checked the rankings lately, but I'm guessing they're one of the top teams in the state. So recently, too. So uh, still an interesting pick. Are you going to go with the uh, Holmes flavor here, Danny, and go St. Thomas? Yeah, I, I don't see Hill repeating what they've done already this year to St. Thomas. That was a very, very good win. Uh, they – They've come back down to mediocrity, and I'm going to go with the cadets in this one, and they're going to win it at home. This is a big, um, this is a big conference game for them. Yeah. Uh, okay, Aaron, you're up next. St. Thomas Academy at home against Hill Murray. Uh, Hill Murray has been pretty hot lately, so I'll go with them. All right. You don't hold any grudges against Hill Murray in any way? <sighs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> After ten years, the wound healed. <laughs> oh, the wound is healed. All right, well, good deal. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get a little love from Ben Helgeson this week. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take Hill too. I think you know they beat Edina. Uh, they're they're they, they beat Rapids. I think this is a team that will... they beat Rapids. Yeah, they beat Rapids. Okay. Well, I guess Rosa hasn't beat Rapids. So. Oh, okay. Ooh, right, ooh. harsh. Wow. <laughs> Wow. All right, last up, uh, Carl, before we go to the big uh, rivalry game. Um, you know, I think this game will be a lot closer than the first time around, but I'm I'm leaning Hill, too, just because St. Thomas really hasn't put away their quality opponents lately, so I'm not feeling the cadets right now. Oh, okay. Thanks. They barely put away Jefferson last week. Oh, wow. Right. wow. <laughs> Who are you listening to? Zingers! <laughs> Everybody's zinging everybody. Pretty soon Aaron's going to throw some shots in here. Uh, okay, <laughs> last game, uh, Rozo Warroad. Is this game at Rozo? It's at Memorial. It is. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you. Uh, you get to go first, Aaron. Uh, biggest rivalry in the state. What, Aaron, before you talk about it, you want to talk about the rivalry for two seconds? What it's yeah, like? I'd love to hear that. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. The whole the whole ring's always packed, and just playing them, it's something else. So, so being twenty thirty minutes apart, is is there is it hatred towards Warroad, or is it a really good friendly rivalry between Warroad? Uh, I think I think like it used to be a hatred, but now that we've kind of beat up on them in the past few years it's kind of gone gone towards Moorhead now so, so it's kind of, oh, they're not even a rival anymore no wow. it's irre- irrelevant now I love it that's a good shot I love it that's like the Penn State Kate coach calling the Penn State pit game not a big game you know but like it's like Akron or something it was really kind of irrelevant i love it i love it i love it okay so that pretty much gives it away that uh the, you're gonna pick world right i mean pick rosa right 
<laughs> yep. All Let's right. All right. Hopefully you can play along with our shtick here today. I, I will go next. World's got a good squad. They're, you know, don't look past them, Mr. Huglin. I'm going to go World for sure in this one. Carl? Um, they're going to repay it. Carl, Carl, let me jump first on oh, this one, okay? Yeah. You know, this is this is an important game for both of these towns. You know, and as Aaron just said, one town's getting overlooked. Yeah. And and I think rightfully so. I think the Rams are a better team, and I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, I mean, do that. Yeah, I mean, the first game, it was 5 nothing, Tony. Why are you picking Waro? That's crazy. Rose is going to win. I mean, think about it. World has a, has an American team ever won an Olympic medal without someone from World being on the team? We'll let you change your pick. Tony. I'm not changing my pick. We'll let you change. No. I mean, last week, you know, you lost in a running time game in your pick that you went everybody went against you. So yeah, okay. I mean, we'll let you change. Hey, I'm sticking with World. I'm sticking with World. Okay. So Carl, what are you going with? I, th- I think Rozo. It's obvious. I mean, this is so you guys are reversing this on me. This is clever. You know, we have the squirt capture. I'm weak-minded, but I'm not this weak-minded. I'm sticking with Warroad here, boys. How about you, Aaron? You want to join on with me on my bandwagon and go with Warroad? I can't do it. Yeah. 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 You're on the right train be, right now. Is this a ruse from or what? <laughs> yeah, we plan on going up to Rozo at some point and, you know, getting along with people. I will be in Rozo a, a, a week from tomorrow, actually. You uh, may not come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'll be there. I'm going to see the therapy room. I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, you're going to be it. great. It's going to be great. I'll be I'll be welcomed uh, in Rozo, I think. But I'm still taking world in this game. Well, go for it. Um well, it's been an awesome show. It's been a blast. Uh, it's been great talking to you, Aaron. Thanks, Carl and Danny, for putting a great show. Thanks to our sponsor, the Red and Black League, uh, redandblackleague.com, for a great uh, off-season hockey experience. Good luck this week in your two big games, Aaron, and thanks a lot for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was great. Danny, Carl, we'll see you around the rink. Looks all over their face My friends all know that I'm cool I've been this way since high school Cause life's never been sweeter When you're just a cake eater When it comes to hockey, nobody can stop me My high school team, I was playing on the top three Now my son is scoring piles He 